Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host, Chad Owens. Happy Monday. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, it was a fun field one for me. I uh, got a chance to surf and, you know, do my relaxation, recovery, reset. Uh, I encourage you guys to do so every single weekend. So whatever that means for you, hey, if it's just chilling at the house all day long, catching up on some shows, that's fine too. But I do encourage you to, to get a little bit of uh, activity or something, get moving. But uh, anyway, we about to get moving because we've got an exciting show for you guys. As always, let's dive on in to the CO2 Rundown. All right, yeah, it's Monday, so what does that mean? That means that football fever is in action, okay? You got to go get yourself a football fever ballot in the Honolulu Star Advertiser newspaper. Fill it out, right? Make your picks, and then turn that thing in to select Long's Drugs by Wednesday. All right, compete with myself, the rest of the panelists, for a chance to win $500 cash each and every week. That's up for grabs, and at the end, there's going to be a grand prize, a big green egg Kamado grill. You definitely want to be in the running for that. Shout out to our football fever sponsors, Mercedes-Benz of Honolulu, Hawaiian Telecom, and Long's Drugs for making this possible. Go get your picks in. Wow, it's been almost two years uh, since we've last seen an OIA or had an OIA-type game and the Kahuku Red Raiders, although it was just a scrimmage with Kamehameha, uh, it was their first in almost two years. And, um, you know, just, just to, to have that, the players are saying that it's just, um, that was a big win in itself. Just being able to get out there and compete, you know, and, and shout out to Kamehameha, you know, and, and all those coaches and that staff and that team for in the midst of their season to come out and fulfill a request by Kahuku. And granted, Kamehameha held out the majority of their starters, but hey, it gave their backups and other players an opportunity to, to go out there and compete. And they serviced uh, uh, an OIA team that hasn't played in almost two years. And that's just one team. You know, the entire OIA is gearing up to, to get back going again. And that's what I'm excited about. You know, I wish that there was it would start at the same time to me that's the, that's what's only fair and that's the way it should have been right i keep saying this in regards to this entire uh you know pandemic you know it's all it's all about just people want fairness and so right now we're at the point where okay we're allowing uh football fans at the next home game we should be having uh fans at these high school football games as well at the same time the plan needs to be uh, set in place, but uh, nonetheless, uh, congratulations to Kahuku uh, for getting sort of knocking the dust off, uh, as you will, as they haven't played like I said in the last two years. So they uh, they, they they showed out as well. They showed out, and so this is going to be a very exciting OIA season, and hopefully, at the end of this thing, we still got time to put 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 forth like a a state uh, tournament. So. I'm excited. You know, I love football, and I know that we are all excited to see the OIA back running again. You know, huge upset in the college football ranks uh, over the weekend. Texas A&M defeats 
number one Alabama uh, in a you know a, a last a game-winning field goal, and it was a game that Alabama was down by multiple scores in the first half, battled back in the second half to make it a game, but in the end, Texas A&M pulled off the upset uh, at home, and the place went crazy. Fans stormed the field. It was an another epic upset moment in college football. It's happened over the course of the history of the game, and this will go down as one of those games. So shout out to Texas A&M. Uh, and right now, as far as Alabama goes, look, they're still Alabama. They're still one of the top football teams, top football programs in the country. I'm not sure how the end will play out, but they're still going to have an opportunity to play for the national title. You know, they're still going to be in the playoff race. I, I, I believe that. And so, uh, but not to take away some shine from the Texas A&M Aggies. Congratulations. Uh, you know, take that win. Huge for the program. But you can't hang your hat on that. If you can take that win and allow that to, to be some momentum for yourself and, and take what you've learned from that game, maybe it's a confidence booster. Hey, take it to the next week, right? Take out the next team. If you can continue that trend, now you start to get into that, that conversation of, you know, football playoffs and national title contenders. So, you know, never hang your hat on the wins. Never stay too low on the L's you take. It's all a fine balance. It's all, a, like I said, a balancing act. And there's always lessons to be learned. And there's always room for improvement. Congratulations again. Some exciting games in NFL this past weekend. And I've been saying it this whole season. It's, it's sort of up in the air, you know, with, with who's going to win the Super Bowl. Who's the top team? Yeah, according to record, as of this, you know, as of this weekend went through, the Cardinals still remain undefeated. Uh, they defeated the Niners in a, in a tight game, so they're 5-0. and You got the Bills, who absolutely, in my opinion, crushed and dominated the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs are a two-time Super Bowl appearance team, right? They won it two years ago, lost to the Bucks last year, right? The Chiefs are 2-3 and three now. Bills are 4-1. and one. I, I'm, I'm saying the Bills are probably the, the, the second-ranked team just because of that record. And then the Chargers had a battle with the Browns, man. Back and forth, they won 47-42 to in a game that was, hey, who's going to have the ball last, <laughs> right? And, you know, the Chargers go, to, go on to 4-1. The Browns are 3-2. Now, uh, what, what I want to talk about is, is the records of some of these teams, like the Chiefs, 2-3. Chiefs are still a really good football team, right? Really good football team. But teams are starting to figure out how to at least slow them down. And one of the ways to do so is taking out Tyreek Hill, right? Playing that cover two shell over the top, taking away that deep threat. See, the Chiefs live on the big play, right? They're a big play, explosive play team. If you can take that away and force them to run the ball, check it down, right? Methodically go up and down the field for long drives. They don't want to do that. You know, they don't want to do that. And so uh, they're starting to get exposed, but they're still a really good football team. You know, the Packers, I mean, the Bucks, right? The Bucks, Tom Brady, defending Super Bowl champs, they are still uh, that team, right? So a lot of teams in the league 
are, are, are showing that they have what it takes to win a Super Bowl. And so uh, I'm just excited that the NFL is, is very, very competitive. And you expect it to be competitive. These guys are pros. But, hey, man, in years past, you had the teams that were just always going to be there, right? Those few teams. But now I feel like the league is starting to balance out. With the exception of, you know, unfortunately, the Jaguars and the Lions, who are both uh, winless, you know, this year. Uh, it's tough, and it can be demoralizing for a team, you know. Oh, week in and week out, same old story. But look, you're getting paid to do a job, you know. And those guys I know, regardless if they haven't won a game, they're showing up each and every day believing that this is the week. We're going to snap this losing streak this week. That has to be the mindset and so anyway uh, I love football you guys know I love talking about it that's my thing uh, and I just I'm just excited that football is is sort of on a on a high right now in the NFL and there's a lot of exciting football uh, ahead man talk about a good old-fashioned brawl I don't know if you guys watched the fight over the weekend between the heavyweight bout, title bout, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder went at it for the third time. Uh, they had a draw in the first fight. Fury dominated the second fight. They say Fury sort of won the first fight, right? But if it wasn't for the knockdown, he, he definitely would have won. Uh, and this was sort of to, I don't know, settle the score. Or, and it was a battle. It was a battle. You know, both these guys, I have to be honest, and this is just my opinion, technical-wise, right, boxing technique, uh, I, I know we've, we've seen uh, a lot more technical boxers, heavyweight boxers in the past. Uh, but this was sort of a, a, just a David and Goliath type of thing where they're just coming in, you know, uh, Wilder came in, he had a little bit of a strategy to try to jab to the body, but even his techniques at his jabs yeah I'm being critical right now right it just the technique just seemed a little off to me sort of unorthodox and same thing with Fury you know uh, but Fury is a little more technical of a boxer than than Wilder was but he didn't in my opinion Fury didn't use those head feints and and the head those subtle head movements as he did in the second fight with which when he looked extra crisp Right, he looked a lot more snappy. Right, this one it's it's maybe maybe Fury just wanted to to fight. <laughs> he just wanted to have a good old fashioned brawl, and that's what it was. It went back and forth, and it wasn't until in the eleventh round where Tyson Fury, you know, finally TKO'd uh, Wilder. Um, but look, it, it was a fight that just. Yeah, it's, they're talking about it as, oh, it's going to go down in history as one of the greatest fights uh, in the heavyweight division, in boxing, Tyson Fury, one of the you know, greatest heavyweights of all time. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. There's a ton, man. You, know, you got Lennox Lewis, obviously Mike Tyson, uh, even, shoot, Holyfield got up there, right? You have, man, Riddick Bowe, um, you know, George Foreman. All these guys that, that have done it in the past that were, in my opinion, very, very technical uh, boxers. They knew how to move. They knew how to jab. They knew how to throw combos. Right? If you're in the pocket, meaning 
I'm in punching distance. Man, they were, they were throwing punches, right? They were, they were slipping. They were throwing uppercuts. They were, they were throwing everything. They had, a, they had a, a big tool shed, a tool shed, a toolbox, right, of boxing. And I, I, I didn't see a whole lot of that from these two. And maybe it's because one guy is 6'9 and the other is 6'7. Maybe I'll take that into consideration, right? So for that size of giants fighting, it was a, an entertaining fight. And so, um, congratulations to Fury, man. Congratulations to both these guys. <laughs> they had a big payday. I believe Fury walked away with, like, I want to say 30-something, $40 million, right? Wilder, $20 million, something like that. So, uh, they got paid, and so I think they're good. We'll see what the future holds for both these heavyweight fighters. Our Rainbow Wahine do it again on the road this time, calling it the Rally Road. I love how our Star Advertiser uh, team put this one together. <laughs> they had to come from behind uh, down the first set and rally back uh, and can create two four-set matches in less than 24 hours. That's, that could be stressful, as they're saying, you know, uh, head coach Robin Amo uh, was probably on edge, you know, during these matches, but... Nonetheless, we got it done, and it just shows sort of the, the type of character, the type of team, the type of leadership we have on this team. And so with that, you know, being able to do that on the road, two, two, two matches in a row in that short period of time, look, it speaks volumes to um, the championship caliber you know, squad that we have. And so looking forward to seeing our Rainbow Wahine continue to just progress, continue this trend that we're on. And we're back home this weekend. And I'm hoping that there's going to be some fans in the stands. And that is it for today's show. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, like I said, man, uh, Mondays is the tone setter for the week. I hope you all are on a fast start to this one. I'll see you all come hump day Wednesday. Bye.